everyone. I'm Crystal Finley, and you are listening to the She Made It Happen podcast, where we talk career and personal development journeys and discovering your own fulfilling path and story. Sit back and be inspired to take action, step into your power, and nurture your success mindset. Let's get into it. Hey there. Welcome back to the She Made It Happen podcast. One area that I feel like women can struggle with in the workplace and just out in the world is reclaiming their power and finding their voice to speak out on the areas that they value. This is an area that I've also been growing into and an area that I felt pretty strong in the last couple of years, which is pretty exciting. But I will say that it took some reflection and practice to be able to get to this point. You know, when you are starting to get clear on what your values are and what your priorities are and really start to focus on what's truly important, you want to have the confidence to speak up about those areas and also not be making too many compromises. This week, I'm excited to welcome my friend Jalen Geddes from Nahianak Creations to share with us about gaining confidence to step into your power and finding your voice. Jalen is a creator behind Nahianak Creations and an amazing beadwork artist. I've been loving her beadwork designs for a few years now, and I consider myself to be so lucky to have a few different pieces from her. I know as her platform has grown, it's been a little more difficult to be able to get your hands on a piece, so I really appreciate her work whenever I'm able to wear it. One thing that I really appreciate about her platform is that she uses it to share her thoughts and feelings around important topics in Native communities, family, and anti-racism. To get us started, Jalen, will you please tell us more about your company? How did you get started doing this work? Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I feel like the the whole process was really kind of organic. And as I look back at my life, I'm like, this was like the only option for me. I don't know how I tried to do anything else because this is kind of, this feels, this feels like home. You know, when you, you feel like home, everything just feels in place. This is what, um, my work feels like for me, I guess. I mean, I, my mom taught us beading when we were little and, um, it was loom beading. So it was a different, different type of beading, but she taught us how to do that. And then I didn't do it too, too much. I kind of just like went to school. I, I furthered my education and I worked for, I moved down to the States here and worked for the National Indian Child Welfare Association. And then I had my son and decided to stay at home full time. And one of the best piece of, pieces of advice somebody gave me for um, my motherhood was motherhood is really demanding and relentless. And it's important that you need a rich inner life in order to be able to show up every day and have the energy every day to be, um, to be a really present parent. And so that's when I kind of found beating again. And it kind of just slowly, this whole process has been just a really um, organic process. And then it started, I started, I actually started my Instagram just for me. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on selling anything. I wasn't planning on doing anything. I was just feeling really kind of, um, once my son was born displaced, I missed my home community. I missed my nation and my tribe. And so I started this whole online journey to kind of reconnect with people back home. So I try, I followed people 
back home and then it kind of grew to where it is and I started selling my work and now it is what it is now and it kind of ran away from me but in a good way (laughs) it's always amazing when that happens I know I've been really impressed to see your growth on um, your Instagram platform and like I mentioned I think I've mentioned it to you too that (laughs) I've been on when you, when you do release work, um, for sale, I know I've been on there and it, this is gone within minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> there was one time I was actually like trying to get a piece and I was too slow and I'm like, oh, okay, next round, uh, next round I'll be there, <laughs> but it's been amazing to see your growth. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's really humbling and really like every single time that I have a release and it sells out. I like cry. I don't believe people are going to buy one piece, let alone all of them. And so you don't get used to it. Like at least I haven't gotten used to it at all. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I always expect it. So it's interesting to see these two kinds of perspectives because I knew when that happened, that one situation, I remember something had happened. I don't know if I had to reload or what happened, but I was like, no, it's going to be gone. And it was, (laughs) so I just expect it to be that way. So I guess now you hear my perspective. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) So one thing that I'd mentioned that I just really admire is that you share about your personal experiences and cultural identity on your social media platforms. Um, would you say that there is ever hesitation to share your beliefs and growth with others? And if so, how did you overcome that to find your voice? Oh, I still have hesitation. Like, I still look back at my posts and I'm like, what an overshare. Should I go and delete that? Oh, no. <laughs> So so I I still have hesitation every day. Um, I think, and I I like, this was just me being really, really honest. I'm like, should I delete my account? Like this is, do I really want people to know this much about me? And I know I talk about like hard things that are, that are hard for people to hear sometimes. And it's hard and it's hard for like the residential schools, like when, um, like we're always dealing with that trauma in our community. And I second guess talking about it because I know that we need to talk about it to be healed, but I also know it's really triggering and traumatic for some people. So I second guess a lot of things, partly because of my own like personal anxieties, but also partly because I, I know we live in a really tricky world and I don't want to, um, hurt anybody or I don't want them to be constantly triggered and it's trying to find the balance of being like sharing my joy but also sharing the reality and so I would I don't think I'll ever get over this hesitation I feel I still feel it all the time and I still struggle with finding my voice I know a lot of people have talked to me about my voice and perspective and um I I don't necessarily think I've found it. I think my whole, I think life is going to be a journey to finding, to finding it. And I think what everybody sees is just me finding, finding it. Um, So yeah, I I would say I hesitate all the time. And I think, I think that's normal. I'm giving, I'm trying to give myself grace to be able to say that it's okay 
to second guess yourself. It's okay to, to not feel fully formed, but it's also okay to show up anyway. I agree. I just, as you're mentioning that, I think what came to mind is, and I, I kind of feel the same way just on my own platform. Sometimes it's because you're sharing something that's so personal and sometimes it can, you, you kind of have to step back and just mm-hmm. try to think like, am I wording this right? Am I really mm-hmm. trying to, am I really giving the perspective that I'm trying to give? And you have to do that when something is so personal, especially when it comes to, I know you cover a lot of topics that are really um, big topics in native communities. And like you mentioned, the residential schools, Mm -hmm. that's not a light topic at all. And it's something Mm -hmm. that has to be approached in certain ways and you want to share as much as you can, but it's also just so sensitive. Um, Mm -hmm. and it'll, it'll always be personal to so many, whoever's reading it and to so many people. Mm -hmm. So it's that balance of education, but also sharing the, the personal side of it. Yeah. A challenge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I feel like it's reflective of just life too, because life is just a challenge and life is just, just figuring out how to be balanced and figuring out how to approach life in the best way for you. Mm-hmm. And when it translates into the, into the online community, it's, it's a bit of a tricky dance because um, people act online the way they wouldn't necessarily act in real life. Um, yes, true. There's many different facets to us. And sometimes online, we might present just one facet. Like if somebody's strictly educational, then it might seem like, oh, this person is so negative, but really they're just sharing that facet of this important education that needs to be out there. Somebody's sharing only joyful things. Um, that's just one facet of them too, because maybe that's a therapy for them to share, to share, be able to share that joy and to try and magnify that joy online so it can help them on their, in their inner life. And so mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on really behind the scenes. So it's hard to really be like, to get a, per, a good idea of, of people, but also <laughs> from my own experience, people can be more brutal behind an anonymous keyboard than they can, than they are, than they would be to your face. And that's been something I've been also dealing with. <laughs> um, oh, but no. you know, it gets, <laughs> it gets, it gets easier, you know, um, it never stops being jarring when people want to be, when people live at a level and approach you at a level that you wouldn't want and you wouldn't expect or hope for in this world. Um, but that's where they're trying to meet you. It can be really hard. It can, it can be really um, like, it can just cause you to pause and think like, what, what, what am I even doing? But luckily those moments, and those always happen when I talk about like mascots and talk about teams and talk about um, racism in sports. That's when the people really come after me <laughs> You're messing um, with their sports. I know, right? People treat it like serious treat it, stuff. Yeah. And so um, and so you, you deal with the good and the bad. And and um I'm I'm getting more practiced at just letting it roll off my back. And I don't think I'll ever be a hundred percent practiced at it. And I think that's good because I hope I want to still maintain a softness and not get a callus in my heart. But you learn how to deal with those things too. True. Yeah, I I appreciate your thoughts on that. I know it can always be tricky, like you mentioned, in this online world. And I think um, so many of us have experienced that for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So one area that I feel like is sometimes a challenge for women and women of color in particular is showing up authentically. What tips can you share from your own experience for getting the confidence to show up authentically? I think for me, it's just practice. Like you don't magically one day wake up with confidence and like I've had a really lot a lot of um like I'm really lucky enough to have like a family who was always really quick to say that we believe in each other and like you can do anything and um parents who always believed in us honestly that does help that helps having people believe in you but I'm also just predisposed to anxiety and negative self-talk sometimes and self-doubt um so you don't just automatically wake up confident to do it and only thing that has helped me is like little by little just like testing the waters and showing a bit more honesty and that just like you know practice makes perfect and well no practice hasn't made perfect for me yet practice makes better (laughs) (laughs) yes I love that um so that's honestly just like deciding I'm gonna share something that's meaningful to me and doing it even scared. And that's still, that's still the way I operate. I still do things scared all the time. And I wouldn't say that, um, the fear necessarily goes away, at least not for me, but I'm more practiced at just doing it anyway. And so practice, practice makes better. I agree. I, was actually just sharing right before we hopped on this episode, I was sharing with someone how I was nervous. (laughs) And me too. (laughs) Yeah. And it just happens. I mean, but the episodes are still going to happen. And I mean, you know, thinking back when I started this podcast and I I guess I would still say today, I don't 100% at all know what I'm doing. And I didn't on day one, it was just like, here it is. (laughs) So, But in order to focus on your priorities, you know, go after your goals. That's what you have to do. So just keep taking that next step. Mm -hmm. Doing it even in fear. Yes. All the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I, I love this. Yeah. I think that's really, really great advice. I appreciate that. And I just, I really want to thank you so much for sharing your experience and tips with our listeners today. Mm -hmm. And To get into this next part, I do have some guest interview questions that I would love to ask so our listeners can learn a little bit more about you and also find some inspiration. So the first question is, what is a book that you have found so helpful that you would love to recommend to our listeners? Quite honestly, I, the reading I do is a lot of non nonfiction and like kind of heavy things. Um, but something that I always, I haven't even made it my way through this book in its entirety yet, but braiding sweetgrass is really grounding. It's really like, it's just a really grounding book. And I I've recommended it to a lot of people because it's, there's a lot of healing to be found in it. And, and a lot of like reminding us about the connections that are out there, um, with, um, with the world, with nature, with all these things. And so that's something that I always recommend to people. And it's always been, that book has always, that book has helped a lot of people. So that's something that I find really grounding. But um, other than that, um, a lot of my um, self-care when it comes to reading is 
kind of reading hard things <laughs> and because I find them very motivating like anti-racism books I find them very motivating to to understand more to better understand the world and to better understand what my responsibilities are in the world and that mm-hmm. some people might find that heavy but I just find it really motivating I can definitely agree with that I don't tend to read those sort of books but for me it's always like my pleasure reading is business books or (laughs) leadership or strategy and so when people are talking about like what is your favorite book or I don't know what are you reading for fun it's always hard to say like that's my fun yeah (laughs) work is my fun (laughs) right (laughs) so yeah I can appreciate that It's just good to get great, um, great new perspectives, I guess. Right. Yeah. So the next question that I have is what methods help you get motivated again when you are feeling a little stuck? I don't push myself. I just kind of let myself sit with the fact that I'm stuck. Like I was talking to my friend AZ once and I couldn't bead. I would sit at the table and I was like, there's nothing in me that really wants to be I don't have any ideas, but I was trying to push myself to create something because I felt obligated to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, she, then she reminded me, she's like, there's a reason why you feel that way and your bodies. And it was during the um, residential schools, like during all of those stuff that came up. And I think I was just grieving and she was like, you need to let yourself sit with that grief. And so I did. And so that's kind of become my go-to method of dealing with when I'm stuck is just let myself sit with being stuck for a little bit. I don't need to push through it. I can just feel it and interrogate it. And because if I'm stuck, then my soul is probably telling me something. And so I usually just, yeah, that's become my method now is just sitting with it, interrogating it and letting myself, you know, letting it wash over me. That's really good advice. I feel like that's something we don't always hear enough of, especially in the online space and probably my, my realm of goal setting and personal development, you always have tactics to kind of go around that, but it's okay to just sit with it. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's healthy too, because even when we're like having an injury, whether it's like a physical injury or a mental injury or emotional injury, the, the instinct is to push past it. But if you push too much, then you, you, you risk reharming yourself. Um, True. And so that's, that's why that's been one of the most helpful things is, is just like letting myself sit with, with what I need to sit with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So um, our last question is uh, about quotes and positive affirmations, uh, a topic that we really love around here. So what would you say is your favorite quote or affirmation? Oh, mine is from my mom. Oh my gosh. My mom, I wish the world could meet her. She's the sweetest, like gentlest, loving, most loving little angel, but she has so much grit. She's so tough. And I think people don't realize how tough she is because she has such a sweet exterior. Um, But I, I remember like, she just always says, you can't keep an Indian down. And I remember that in my hardest moments, like, she's right. Like, look at what all we've overcome and we've endured. You can't keep an Indian down. And so when I'm feeling down, I know I'm not staying there because you can't keep an Indian down. That might be my new favorite one. <laughs> right? I've never heard that. I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that one. I'm going to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, So before we wrap up, can you please tell our listeners where they can follow up with you after this episode? Well, just on Instagram is the only place on social media I'm really active. So on Nahianak Creations, um, you can search that or search my name. And that's the only one that'll come up. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. The Instagram. And I mean, I've mentioned this throughout the episode, but I just appreciate everything that's shared on there. It's the amazing beadwork designs, which I'm in love with all of the time. (laughs) And now you have like stories behind different pieces too, which I love. Um, so that, that, that piece is cool, but then also just everything that you're sharing, um, about family or, um, personal stuff that you're going through. And as I mentioned, like stuff with a native community, it's just so much great information. It's educational. I know you mentioned that you are not an educator, but there's still a lot to learn. So thank you so much again, just for being here with me today. I'm so excited we could finally get together and do this episode. And I just want to say that I appreciate all of the wisdom that you have brought to our listeners today. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, please leave a review when you are finished. I would appreciate it so much, and it'll help others discover this podcast. That's it for this episode. Remember to keep imagining the possibilities and that actions create results. Bye.